Well, hello and welcome to another podcast here with Stephen Eddy at Crossroads Community Church. We are really glad that you're here with us today on this Wednesday. And it is Wednesday, February the, what is it today? 24th. 24th. So uh, it's good to see you, Pastor. How are you doing today on this nice, Hello. sunny, warm day? According to the guy called Camel, it's hump day, isn't it? Uh, what day is it? Hey, hey, Phil. I, I love that. <laughs> What's the guy's name? I like that commercial. <laughs> what day is it? What it's day? Camel. I'd like to see a camel walk through here, but <laughs> that'd sure wake us up, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oh my you know goodness. that's that's funny that, that people have different animals in their house. You know, a lot of used to people would have pot-bellied pigs inside the house. No, I think that there's still some of those really, out there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that Abby Mason and their their family. No, 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 it's not Abby. It's it's Delaney. Delaney, the Kents. Yeah. They, they have little little miniature goats in their house. And, uh, well. They were inside for a while. I don't know that they were, they were hopping yeah, we around gotta, and brand new baby. We goats. don't want to be talking about that because people be going and saying, "Man, Abby and Brad Mason's got pogs in their house." <laughs> yeah, it's not, to... <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. the Masons. So if Abby's <laughs> listening, she's probably she'll, she's she'll like, smile at this and say, yeah. "Man, don't spread them stories." Yeah, right, so. right, right. But it, it was it was the Kents. They had gotten these baby. Um, Pygmy goats, maybe. Yeah, is that what they're little. Yeah, Pygmy goats. Are. If I if if this was on video, I would share it with you uh, via the video. But um, pretty cute, hopping yeah. around and different yeah. things, and it sounded like they were tap dancing. Yeah, it would so. be. I've seen, and some people's had rabbits. Rabbits, yeah. They'll go to litter. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad kids don't go to litter, <laughs> but it'd be easier to potty train them. <laughs> Speaking of children, Dennis and uh, Tracy Miles um, has have a new grandson. Jenna had a. Eight pound, twelve ounce boy by the name of Martin. Martin, so well, little Martin. Hey, congratulations! So that's pretty good. That's about what bugs weighed. Yeah, a, a, yeah. And actually, uh, what was what was uh, it, Judah? It was eight. It was eight nine pounds. pounds no, it was it? nine pounds. Yeah, yeah. And Jude was nine pounds something. Yeah, it was nine pounds twelve. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to say, he was almost 10 but, pounds. But, but uh, congratulations there, you guys. Man, that is exciting stuff, and and. Um, we are happy for you and uh, celebrating these babies that have come in the world. Also, um, Jackie and Ryan Robinson just had their baby. Is that how many does that make? Two or three? That's or? three, two, three. Well, yeah, congrats well, on that. And see, that's been that yeah. had been. They were trying to to have. Uh, it was a while back now. Yeah. But um, and then uh, here comes another one. And so, <laughs> a little later on in the years, and, well, and then, that's just uh, such a blessing. There was a girl here Sunday that's going to have twin boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, we are uh, celebrating life, the, the new life that's coming into the world, and uh, the new lives that are being changed for the world, uh, for God, rather, uh, in this world. Yeah, amen. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a neat thing. We had a celebration time on Sunday, a lot of... Um, we saw a lot of new. We saw a lot of faces uh, in the house yeah, on Sunday, did. and we had a good time with Tim Yoder, who spoke, and um, our brother came down from uh, the Fort Wayne no, area. Syracuse. 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 He was a, yeah. associate pastor and youth pastor there at the Syracuse Church of God, yeah. and uh, he come down. He's God's calling him into to ministry, and he's venturing out. And I, I that's why I appreciate Crossroads people because they're open. Uh, 
to letting these young guys come and, and speak and do some things. But uh, some places aren't like that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of places, uh, I'm hammering pastors, I shouldn't, but the pulpit, they think the pulpit's theirs, but the pulpit belongs to God. Right. That's the whole point. And you got to, if it, it's the whole uh, scenario of uh, these young people get out of college and go for a job, well, you have no experience. Well, how are you ever going to get right? <laughs> how are you ever going to get experience if you don't? Yeah, I, that's why Crossroads has really has really been good about that. Yeah, uh, and Tim did a good job on he did Sunday. A great job, um, yes, he did. Um, spoke well, and and um, um, we'll get we'll get right into that, talking a little bit about that. And you made some notes. So it's too bad we couldn't have Tim on the phone or something like that at this point. But um, well, let's he, have a let's have a word of prayer before we get into sure. it. That'd be great, and then we can do it. Make sure. Uh, that the Lord is over this. Lord, we love you so much. We we do thank you for all that you've done um, in our lives, each individually, in the community of Crossroads, in the community of Sullivan and beyond. We know that you're alive and well, and you are. Mm -hmm. we, we just stand in awe of your sovereignty, the magnificence that you provide in such grace and mercy your love that extends to us, and we are so grateful, and I pray that we will not stifle it or to put a, a, a you know, a, as this old song says, don't don't hide it under a bushel, but let your light shine. And I just pray that, that this podcast will be one of those uh, ways that we can continue to radiate your love to those that are listening. And uh, we do pray that your Holy Spirit would guide and direct and um, uh, just be a part of this whole time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, he started out talking about um, this year, which the last year has been crazy with the things that's going on and uh, the people deal with stress and depression and uh, suicide and uh, drug use is up. And uh, one of the things he said I thought was interesting, he said, we don't always live like we should as followers of Christ. Uh, and, and he one of his points was is, is kind of why we don't witness why we should he, he asked raised some questions the first ones is because they may ask a question I can't answer mm-hmm when I you get that a lot but the thing you say says you know I, I can't answer it right now but I'll get back with you and it opens up another door to get back with those people right um, and then the, the second question is I'm scared and what are you scared of and I'm afraid my friends will remember the bad things I've done. <laughs> Boy, that's for sure. But that just shows you the power of God is how you've changed. The next question was, I don't have time and I don't know how. So that's, they're valid, but there are questions that, you know, we need to, uh, we need to be able to answer um, in our lives to, to be able to move on, actually. And that's, that's the whole point behind that. Right, and I and I believe that as you know, as as we look at those uh, objectively, and as we really dig deep into our own lives, um, we need to just say uh, and and to face them, to face those those areas in which, as we extend our life, as we radiate, we talk about mm -hmm. that, as we as we are a part of our job, as we are doing our job, as unto the Lord then people then see and it is a continuation and a lifestyle to then get beyond these fears yeah get beyond these things that mm -hmm. 
that, well, I can't do this because I don't have all the answers. I'm, I didn't go to theology, you know, school, and I didn't uh, study all that. Well, <laughs> uh, there's people that are in the uh, theological area that still don't have all the answers. Let's no, they can use big you. words. They can use big words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. <clears throat> and this is not a slam. It, it's just when I first started speaking, uh, some of the the people that I learned from said that you should probably speak where twelve year olds can understand. Yeah, it. that's and that would make sense. But man, kids are smarter than adults anymore. It seems. <laughs> if you, you know, it's amazing what little kids know. Mm -hmm. Well, case in point, here I am. Uh, I've been asked to. Um, consider being a speaker for a, a summer camp this coming summer and I've been praying about that and I thought my goodness what am I gonna what am I gonna talk to you know what am I gonna talk about you know that kind of thought of like man this is this is interesting Lord you know what what, what sure. are you gonna do and and just that very thought of like wow they've got a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways they can gain education sure. through the internet and things that we know yeah have. that's that's a that's a big challenge that's for sure but you know what god calls you just pray that's over what it you do if he calls you and says yep that's what i want you to do then you move forward and, and he'll a, take care of the rest exactly here's a disclaimer that noise you heard is not mine or steve stummy's growling <laughs> it's the old good old crossroads elevator <laughs> that our brother curtis is operating so yes. that's that's what your noise was because <laughs> sometimes you hear that it, it makes a funny mm -hmm. noise and uh, what is this sound? Mm -hmm. You know, I think we should do that maybe yeah, sometimes. That's, uh, uh, that's exactly in a right. Podcast, maybe have them write in or something. <laughs> no, you, you, children are—they're—they're uh, they're pretty smart, and uh, it's like there are some, which kind of amazes me in a way. There are some children that just soon stay in the service, then come upstairs. The Fleming yeah. Fleming children, uh, especially two older ones, they would rather stay and listen to me than they would come up here. They're they're maturing, you know, yeah. but well, and I, I understand, and that that's not well. to lessen what Chris does, but you know, no, sometimes when just, you, when generally speaking to children, you, you know, you have to do a, a wide range, and that's what exactly what she does. She does such a great job, and but your your case in point, uh, the very fact is, is that um, as we develop and as we mature and as we reflect it, even as parents to our children the the understanding of how they grasp it and even their maturity level we all need to understand that god will guide each one of us as we step out that's exactly as we come back to this thought of what um tim brought to us that sharing your faith letting it be known not being afraid well understanding that god is regardless when you know we told the story about bob yeah, that, that guy that was intoxicated, and God wanted him to stop and talk to him, and and he did, and he eventually came to Christ and called him back and said, "Because of you, I'm in a kingdom now." So, that's right. That's right. And that's that's that's. And I hope that works. I hope that we are able to realize that there are stories like that, not for just for pastors. No, it's no exactly. But but we could talk about. Um, uh, individuals at work I know many stories of people that have gone to work and and they're just living their life and listening to the Holy Spirit and those nudges those 
those uh, still small voices, mm-hmm. still small voice that the Holy Spirit works in us and and guides us to to sometimes say something when we're not as comfortable to say mm-hmm. things, and it's okay. Uh, but He will guide and yeah. He will direct. Um, you know, uh, it is good. Um, I know I've shared the story with you uh, on the podcast before, but one time when I was getting ready to pull out on 3rd Street in Terre Haute, and God said, no, turn around, I want you to talk to this guy. (laughs) And the thing about that is, is that we just, as we stay obedient, then God continues to, the ripple effect. See, now Bob's in the kingdom, and Bob is now sharing. Yeah, that's the way it works. And that's how it works, and... I went back and had my oil changed at, at the particular place I turned around to go back to talk to somebody about it. and he's telling me a story about how it's trickled went the story of what happened with he and I and it went down and this is not any kind of a story to brag I'm just telling you another mm-hmm. story but to tell you brag on the Holy Spirit that's what exactly. I'm trying to do it trickled down and went down into uh, Texas and made its way down to Texas made it to a bigger church this story was told it's the story then went over to Europe. The story's being told in a different continents yeah. and different countries. And it it's all because of this just I've just was wanted to be obedient. And turning that thing around, and sometimes you turn around and God's ripple effect says, Look, it's my glory that I yeah, want you to shine. Yeah. And um, it, it's so good. God is so good. So, so folks, stay obedient. Yeah, and just the, listen to him. That's what, and that's what he blesses. <laughs> His obedience, that is for sure. And you know, Tim went on and, and used the story of the prodigal. And uh, yes, I mean, that's been my saying. There's a little prodigal in all of us, actually. So that was, uh, yeah, he did a, he he did a good job. Uh, he had a good service too. Uh, worship time, uh, everything that was. And the Holy Spirit led that. I talked to Tim afterwards. I said, isn't it awesome how God orchestrates the services and the way he wants to plan? I talked to, I talked to Tim uh, that, that uh, two days before as I was planning and, and nailing some things down uh, with the music. And, and I asked him what he was going to be sharing. Now, up to that time, I had everything ready except for one song. And when I when I heard about what he was going to share, and reckless love, I had already chose reckless love, and I felt the the Holy Spirit leading me in and sung that song for a while. And when I said that song, he's like, "Oh, that couldn't be more perfect." Yeah. And so you know, Ray Ranch. Anyway, the I have had comments uh, from this last Sunday that how God works, and how um, uh, lives uh, even that Sunday morning feeling. You know, uh, drudging in, you know, on a Sunday, or or just not feeling uh, spirit filled, or or just feeling down, and how the whole Holy Spirit was able to lift them up through the process, through just being obedient to come, and and uh, through the whole service, and it was just great, great response. Well, and you know, his as far as the message itself, it's in. A, I suppose if you can condense it down, a big, you know, big idea is because God, because God loves us. That's right. 
That's that's what, that's what he said to Bob, right? That's what he does. Yeah, he, Bob yeah. says, "Why are you doing this?" He says, "Because God loves you." And that was the answer, and that was enough. That's right. <laughs> no, you can't uh, can't add too much more to that, really. That's right. Well, what do we got coming up for this coming well, Saturday? It's in Hebrews. The title of the message is this is, uh, this is how to, how does God test us? Hebrews eleven. We're in Hebrews eleven. Um, we are in, like starting with um, verse seventeen. I've start. I'm picking on doctors. It seems a little bit. So Doc Ellis will have to forgive me. But it, I'm I'm starting now talking about if you go to a cardiologist and they give you a stress test, they put you on the treadmill and they increase your heart rhythm and then they take a EKG and do, see what that is. But I think this is part of the kingdom, maybe of the. Or we don't aren't real happy with it sometimes, and sometimes it wears on us pretty good. But in our lives as Christians, God tests us, and uh, He gives us a heart test. And it, and what it does, it shows it's it's an EKG of our faith, whether it's weak or strong or non-existent. Mm. And uh, it don't take long once you get in those tests to under, understand that. There's four levels of tests. Second Corinthians four, eight, and nine suggests that there are four basic levels of tests that God gives us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed; perplexed, but not despairing; persecuted, but not forsaken; struck down, but not destroyed. The most moderate level of testing is affliction, it means pressure. Of course, it, these tests come from people, uh, deadlines, and uh, sometimes by just. Uh, inter- irritating interruptions in our life. Second level is perplexed. The term means without a way and suggests confusion, not knowing where we're going or you know what we're going to do or who we're going to turn to. This includes circumstances where we're subjected to unfair treatment by other people and have difficulty making a sense of all of it. Third level is per- persecution. Term means to run after, to pursue. Uh, these are more extreme tests. Well, not only in the in the, the treadmill on, of running on high speed, but a, but like a pit bull's chasing you. It's that kind of <laughs> right. persecution can attack in a number of different ways: physical, emotional, financial, social, and spiritual. And in the last level is struck, being struck down. The term means to be thrown down, shoved aside, rejected. It's the deepest level of testing, because God knows what's dear to our heart and sometimes he tinkers with that a little bit to see if you love him more uh, many times it involves disability or death um, but abraham meant the ultimate test involved the fate of his beloved son that this i've read this story over and over and preached it but it's still uh it's just still hard for us to wrap wrap our minds around so the writer of Hebrews had just mentioned and given had given Abraham and Sarah twelve verses, and he's still he's still talking about Abraham here in, in verses seventeen through nineteen. Cause it's about faith. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he who to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise men even from the dead from which he also received him back as a type he's talking about jesus there as well but can you imagine the the shock of abraham that he waited till he was a hundred to have a a boy and then god says 
Yeah, you need to you need to take him up on Mount Moriah and give him back to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, I, yeah. we don't. I don't think any of us can grasp the enormity of that. And then we go to Genesis twenty-two to to again. It's about Abraham, the the, the part where God has called him to do that. The Hebrew verb stems. St- stem used in the word test is used only here in all of Genesis. The Hebrew's got different words, but this is the only, the word test is in the Bible a lot, but here in Genesis, it's the only time that this word was used. The Hebrew word for burnt offering is olah. It actually means a whole burnt offering, not just a little bit. And what the whole premise that God was saying to Abraham in Hebrew you take your son and you sacrifice his whole being. All Holy. So, yeah. uh, wow. And Abraham's response to the test is nothing but remarkable. He got up and did it. Yeah. In his mind, just what the scripture said, in his mind, if God had all of this power and God is, never goes back on his promises, he, in his mind, I think, he thought that if he did go through with it, that God would raise him from the dead. Because mm-hmm. he says, he told the boy, he says, we'll go home together, in a sense, is what he was saying. Um, four things characterize Abraham's faith. First, it was immediate. Second, it was characterized by confidence. That's when he said, we will worship and return to you. He's talking about going home. And third, it was based on the character of God. Um, imagine Abraham when Isaac looked up and says, Daddy, where's the where's the sacrifice? Because he he had been with his dad before to sacrifice. He knew right. that there was a sacrifice involved, and they didn't have one with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when Abraham said, "God will provide." And then the fourth characteristic of Abraham's face was that it was thorough and not half-hearted. He was all in. He jumped in all in. And the the thing that he he bound him, he put him he put him on the altar, and, and he raised that hand with that knife in his hand and. And then that's when, when God spoke out and said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Yeah, that's, that was the key. Now I know and you know, Abraham, we know you fear me more than you love him. I mean, that's a... And we see these tests in the Bible, and we don't think they're for us, but they actually are. Oh, they are. They just come in different forms. That's right. Um, he, in, verse, in verse 19 in Hebrews 11, he considered that God is able to raise men even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. The word consider means to calculate, to reason, to take into account. So that was... <laughs> That was uh, that was Abraham's thought that he had enough faith in God if he was going to take him, that he'd bring him back or let him have him, you know. And, and we, uh, of course, the, the push or the premise behind messages is how can we apply this to today? Here, here's the same principles that we can apply to our lives when it comes to God giving us these tests. The first one's this: God's will always requires obedience. We might not understand it. We might go kicking and screaming and fighting. But nonetheless, God will always have his way, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. It, it requires obedience. And it's so much easier if you're obedient 
than being disobedient. As we think in life when we're disobedient, there's consequences to that. When there, there's consequences to being disobedient to God as well. That second principle is God's plan is never fully explained. He don't tell us why. He just tells you to do it. That's right. <laughs> our response inevitably reveals our theology. It reveals our belief about God. When calamity strikes, when the bottom falls out, your theology will be the only thing left is what you believe in God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's all that's left, whether you believe it or not, you know. So, uh, and anyhow, that's, you know, when we think about that, we see that sometimes in the life of our own kids. Um, and when God tests us, did we pass or, or did we fail? And the thing is about tests in life, a lot of times in school, if we flunk a test, we have to take it over. Hmm. And I think it's that way with God. That when he tests us to see where our faith is at, if if we keep flunking it, I think we'll keep getting that same test over and over and over again. But that's my opinion. And like God told me, he says, Eddie, your opinion is nothing compared to mine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, so that's... Well, it's it's uh, it's so good um, this faith series, um, you know, as you know, and and we've shared here on uh, on the microphone that uh, we've been going through the ditch uh, class um, midweek. I've been leading that, and and um, tonight actually we're going to be talking about um, fear and disappointment and how. Um, we need to ditch those negative emotions, mm-hmm. but inside fear, there is a good fear—the fear of God sure. in honoring Him, in 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 respecting and understanding. And this is along the lines of what we're talking about. Abraham did not um, was not fearful about the fact he was more fearful about the fact that that he wouldn't go through with mm-hmm. obedience than he would that if that because he was saying, Father. I trust you in your plan. You gave us Isaac. That was amazing in itself. Mm-hmm. But you are now asking for him to, for him back. I must be obedient to you because you are the giver uh, of all good things. And I understand that you can give and you can take away and all of the things in life. But as we move forward in our awe of mm. God our fear of him that way. We realize that our obedience, our worship, and that's exactly what we're talking about tonight and in a ditch and and how our emotions can get just uh, misconstrued and and we we think uh, that fear uh, has a you know can have such a grip on us if we are fearful and not trusting God. And that those lies of Satan, the father of lies, the father of those fears, um, but within God, <laughs> he, who is love, yeah. there is no fear. And God... Yeah, that's what perfect love casts out that's all right. fear. That's right. And so there, therefore our awe, our respect, our honor to our Heavenly Father then is devoted in, a, in an obedience and an understanding that we must move forward and no matter what stage of life you're in, young life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your you're 20s or 30s, maybe you're mid, uh, maybe you're uh, towards uh, the, the older part of your life and your 60s, 70s, 80s, and God is always at work in you. 
He, he wants you to, uh, to lay your life into his hands so that he can use you as such yeah. a beautiful vessel that he's created. God yeah, is good. For sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I just wanted to extend that a little bit by talking a little well, bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight. Well, that's another thing in, in our whole faith experience uh, that I don't think as many followers of Christ grasp it that should is, is how much we do need each other in the body. Mm. One another. There's a ton of one another's in mm-hmm. there. And when somebody's struggling, somebody that's you know, comes alongside him and helps them up, shares their concerns, shares their pain, on and on and on. I, I don't I don't think we do that near enough. Right. I think sometimes we us and, and I I I think leadership does they're even worse at it. Because you you isolate yourself. Um uh, Satan, and that's you know that's the great analogies is when lions, when a pride of lions hunt, they usually hardly ever do it alone. Mm. <laughs> and what they'll do, they'll pick out the weakest in the group and herd them toward the other ones, and then they all devour them actually. So, uh, I think that's the way it is uh, in the church. Uh, the people, um, Satan gets them isolated away from other believers, away from the church, and in that way he can have his way with them. Uh, that's you know, like I said before, uh, um, that's one of my big concerns is people that were coming before the COVID and got out of the habit of not coming that they won't come back, and I I want them to keep watching if that be the case. But boy, you'd rather see them in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So it was great seeing all those people here Sunday. So that's what kind of where we're at. But yeah, and I've said this since I've been in ministry is the church doesn't realize how much we need each other. Right, and that's I think it pains God when we do that. And uh, again, uh, something that you have done a good job here at, as you keep continuing to do it, is to get other pastors together, which uh, we've had some really success. And then, <laughs> I guess in a sense, we're going backwards a little bit now. Yeah, we got to re- regroup. We got to regroup. Yeah. But well, there wasn't nothing like eight ten pastors praying together. Oh, that was awesome, wasn't it? Because they'd left their theology at the door, in a sense, as far as their doctrine of their denomination or where they came from, and we were all there in the name of Christ. That's so, you know, that's the way it should be. So, well, and I, I would say this: that as as the listeners hear that, you know, and, and maybe maybe this is the first time you've heard about that, is that the pastors had gotten together every week. Uh, we do that on a Thursday morning, and. And uh, we are picking that back up. Of course, COVID had held us back a little bit on some of that, but we would touch base with some of those pastors, and and uh, we're trying to re, uh, regroup them. And and some of them are new. Yeah, a lot, quite area. a few of them actually. Yeah. The, the yeah. churches have changed a lot in the right. last couple, yeah. couple two years. or three years. Yeah, that's right. At least and we're going through a book right now, and I I think it's very appropriate. It's one where. Uh, reconnecting with and uh, it's talking about community and talking about Christ within our community and how uh, to develop uh, just a life within our communities, yeah. you know, our yeah. tribes, our, the different areas and where God's leading. But if you would pray for sure. uh, us as that, pastors, yeah. as leaders who desperately need one another, uh, as yeah. the community needs one another, uh, communities and the tribes with 
we uh, we would appreciate it so much that uh, we'll just give all of these things to God and we'll see how he continues to lead us. Well, so. I think about the pastors that's come and gone. There's their elevator again. It is. Brother Curtis is coming back up. But, <laughs> uh, that firebrand preacher, Juan Laredo, <laughs> Nazarene, that's he's right. up in Champaign-Urbana lighting fires now. Yes, so he is. I, I, and he, he's uh, doing, a, doing a great job. Yeah, I, think I, he is. I, I, I talked to him last week, actually. Gary... Gary Larimer, he's down. He's he's, he's retired he, in the Smokies. He's, he's become a hillbilly down there in the mountains. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's sitting on the porch with bib overalls right now. Well, then no the, shirt. Then and we've got so. uh, we we've got the former uh, first Christian pastor uh, down in Florida. Florida, he's down there playing golf. Dale. I'm sure. Yeah, and then right. uh, John, we just turned John loose up north. Yeah, John. That's right. Uh, yep. Uh, isn't that funny how sometimes you lose their last names? What's his last name? I don't remember. I'm just saying he's out <laughs> on the community church. Uh, Wallbacks community. Yeah, isn't that awful? Isn't that something? He's probably well, forgot us. For if he'd hear us, he'd say, Who's, who is them guys? Who are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and uh, I mean, we can just sit here and we could. Them, but we miss them guys. We do. He went on. We do. Uh, so well, we we think about Pastor Trent uh, yeah. Price and down in and Tennessee, down in Tennessee right? and uh, and we think about uh, well, and you know the ones that that are around that are well, Ben, yeah. my goodness gracious, Ben yeah. Cassidy yeah, from exactly. uh, Methodist uh, First Methodist, and and the reason why we're referring to this is that we we want you to understand that in our faith growth and in our process through times and seasons. We need each other, and we need God to lead us and guide us. And this is exactly a great season to make sure that we're being exactly. led accordingly. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Can you pray for us, Pastor? Yeah. Thank you, God, for loving us, and uh, thank you for this time. And thank you for your word and what it means to us. And uh, may we continue on together in you. Uh, we pray for our church and uh, pray for the other pastors here in town and your kingdom mm -hmm. that uh, we might be united under the banner of Christ, Lord, that we might reach out into a world that desperately needs you in a mighty way. Thank you for Steve leading this, and uh, just thank you for Tim. I just pray, Lord, in his quest uh, ministry that you give him guidance and direction, uh, the same as uh, you will do for us. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us here at uh, Crossroads Community Church. You can find us on uh, the podcast there and through uh, the Apple Podcasts and also uh, some of the other ways, but also on our uh, website at crossroads98.com. But if you go out searching for podcasts, just search for Crossroads 98 Sullivan, uh, Indiana, or Crossroads Community Church Sullivan, Indiana, and you should be able to find that. Uh, if you have problems finding that on a podcast engine uh, on your phone or on your computer and your iPad, uh, please give me a call uh, here at the church, 812 Two six eight zero zero eight eight, and I'll let you know. And if you want to take a ride on our antique elevator, just show up and we'll give you a little spin. <laughs> and next week we will come with a different sound. Who? What is that sound? I think exactly. we need to start doing that. Yeah, that's probably right. Okay, I think yeah. we'll, we'll maybe start right. enforcing that a little bit, and we'll bring in a special guest and a special sound. Maybe we can that's, do that. That sounds good. Okay, well, that's enough nonsense for now. God bless you guys. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.